again a very warm welcome to everyone. You're currently listening to The Ram podcast by CS&D. Today we don't have just one, but three guests. And together we're going to dive into questions such as what makes us unique? What is our future vision? And how are we going to get there? So let's start with the introduction of our guests, Chrissy, Chris and Daniel. And I would like to start with you, Chrissy. Sure, happy to. So um, my name is Chrissy Welsh. I am not Welsh, I am Scottish, and I have 20 years in design and innovation with specialisms in the intersection of design, innovation and technology, particularly in healthcare and fintech. Thank you. Chris, can you uh, take it over? Of course, of course. Chris Fayali, uh, partner within CSND. I'm uh, within Deloitte, what they call a boomerang, was part of the Amsterdam office. I was part of the New York office for five years, then Copenhagen, and um, I've been back for over a year now, uh, focus uh, banking, payments, fintech. Daniel, last but not least. Yeah, Daniel Charité, um, already for 13 years with Deloitte, focused on public sector, uh, an innovation producer, as they call it, so focused a lot on proposition design, that kind of work. And uh, since, I think a couple of months, business lead for uh, customer strategy and design. Great, so we have a room full of leaders. This is our leaders, but technically our bosses, they could fire us any moment, so we should not screw up. No, um, I think it's it's good to uh, dive a little bit into uh, what we do as CSAD. What is it? Uh, and um, well, what do you tell your spouse or your your friends typically uh, about CSAD? Chris, can I start with you? Yeah, of course, of course. I think um, for me coming back to the Netherlands, other than the connection to financial services that I already had, which felt very natural. Uh, they asked me, would you want to come to the CSAD group and help grow that group? And uh, I really appreciated that part of sort of the ask because um, for me, on the one hand, it's of course the work, but it, this group is such a diverse group of people. And uh, I truly think they're sort of at the heart of who we want to be as Deloitte, like bringing in uh, diverse views and the diversity of thoughts and um, bringing in different skills into one place. And uh, that really well, spoke to me. And uh, really, the vibe is also vibrant. So I was really keen to help further grow this group. It's that simple. Well, building on what Chris uh, has said, actually, um, you know, Deloitte's a people organization. I think that's the first thing to say about it. And when you work in a people organization, the talent is actually the most important thing. It's uh, the talent, what they bring, the expertise. And so what made me join Deloitte actually in the first place was actually just that, working with some of the the best talent that the Netherlands has to offer uh, and learning from them in return was uh, an opportunity that I couldn't say no to. Um, So when I talk to my husband or when I talk to my friends about what I do over at uh, Deloitte, over at what I do in CS&D, I tell them that I help build uh, the next generation of products, the next generation of innovation, the, what comes next for different industries. And, um, and I get to play a part in that and I get to uh, do all the fun stuff and then do more fun stuff and different projects and uh, really keep it exciting and do that all while working with some of the best talent, I think, that the Netherlands has to offer. Uh, no, I'd like, I had to build on, I think, first of all, my, my job is also really fun. So that's, I think, uh, one thing that we have in common. Still after all those years, still fun? Still after all those even years. Even as actually gets, uh, it's, yeah, Even as business <laughs> lead. It's, it's, we have just wonderful people. So it's just great to be business lead and have all the fun in the work. 
Or like if, yeah, if what I would say, yeah, what I would always say when I talk with my spouse or whoever, like what I'm, what we are doing, is I think that on the one end we are uh, uncovering new opportunities for organizations, whether it's business or public sector organizations. In my case, and we bring those um, those opportunities actually to life and try to help them really. Uh, go through the process into like a pilot and, and in, in the end scale. And I think that is really like uh, where, you c- where you can, every day you add actually value. And my uh, opportunity, I like to do that within society. So that's maybe also why I'm focused mostly on, on public sector, but that you can build like an add value with your organization, with society, etc. every day. That's really powerful and also for me, very inspiring. Amazing. What value did you add today? Um, well, actually, I had a lot of catch-up conversations with my people within the offering. So I think my most added value is that I did a lot of coaching and just listening to people about like where we should go with the team and if there are any concerns or actually opportunities. Amazing. Any other value added by the other leads? Cake. <laughs> That's... <laughs> That's true. That well, that, that's definitely true. Why was the cake? What was the cake for? I think this is a uh, symbolic because here at Deloitte we also celebrate a lot of a lot of the good stuff that we uh, that we achieve, and you achieved something remarkable uh, recently, and you brought us cake. So, can you tell us about what was it? I uh, thank you guys for the the, <laughs> the generous uh, introduction. I finished my MBA. Yeah, congrats! Yeah, yeah, two years of my life and many many hours, and uh, I decided that the office deserved cake mainly because they were also my guinea pigs for part of my thesis. So they deserved a little bit of credit and uh, something with sugar for all of that effort that they gave me as well. Amazing. I think one of the the key possibilities within uh, Deloitte is that you also can do these studies, and there will be time reserved for you to focus on these kind of things that matter to you, that are important to you. Um, I think, what's what's your vision for that, uh, Chris, uh, on the long run? How are we going to utilize this and what are the possibilities? Uh, work-wise, if I look at the future, and this is, uh, I've stolen this from, uh, well, I, we now claim it mutually, but I've stolen this from Joop, uh, Joop Arends. It's, it's around... I think there's sort of three main plays. And uh, the first one is, I think we're always close to the larger innovative changes within clients. So either we're sort of on the outside of that organization or from the inside changing and being the innovative new vibe and keeping the freshness in that is an incredible capability. And I think that is what we do well. And I think there's more space there. And then secondly, it's around broader ecosystems where different players so you know we have the um, I think I can mention this like the e-connections initiative really bringing together parties that otherwise would probably have a hard time coming together um, bringing them together to solve bigger issues bigger problems I think I really think that that is a unique position there's very few players who can actually do that and thirdly is very much around venturing and sort of let's call it assets and venturing I think our specific group sort of has, are slightly more pioneering than average, I would say, right? So people are drawn to new things uh, and would really want to facilitate somehow, how can we be venturers? How can we be investors? 
Oh, you you are the leadership. So if that's that's something that you admire, that's I think very easy for you to just kind of push it through, right? I'm not sure it's easy. I I think um, you know finding the most is a is a different is a difficult one because you have such a diverse group, and also there's always a balance like of trying to be rebellious and finding new ways versus how do we leverage this gigantic platform of Deloitte and be smart about that. And that's sort of what I notice with myself, something I think about a lot. Where can we leverage the incredible beast Deloitte and where do, are we slightly rebellious? And finding that balance is, uh, is very important for me. Do you have uh, maybe examples of where we kind of being rebellious, so to say? I think uh, where, where we as CSAD, I think we are on the forefront and that's of course uh, where we should be also. Uh, we are about innovation, etc. Uh, E-Connections, for example, is an example. We have a couple of those projects where they are such at the forefront that um, that that there is also needed a kind of like investment from Deloitte, right? And we as you, you feel that we as uh, CSAD want to be actually, we are in the driver's seat and we want to drive that. That's one part. But actually to really succeed in that, we need to be a little bit rebellious because at the same time we have also like what I would say, like the, the normal P&L of Deloitte where you need to earn your money and you need to earn the right to be that, to have that space, etc. And we are always a little bit like having that friction with our other business leaders, so to say, to get that space. And at the same time, what you see is that we actually are able to succeed in those projects and that there are the most well, maybe the most shiny project that we have, right? Everybody, the whole leadership, inclu including our board, are enthusiastic about e-connections or Vodafone Health or all those kind of projects. So we are at the forefront, but to realize that, we need to sometimes find our space and be a little bit rebellious to create that space. Amazing. I, I, I really want to make this a little bit more um, tangible, really attaching some projects maybe that we successfully achieved in the past. Like this is a project that we are tackling in a more rebellious way, which is the e-connections, for example. And we have had um, a podcast with Anna Snydot on that one. So I think from that perspective, we already uh, covered that. So if you're interested in, in a more startup way of, of dealing with things in a more rebellious way, uh, we refer you to the previous podcast, which is about sustainability. I'm now looking for like a project that we successfully launched and that really leveraged the, the, the capabilities of this larger beast, uh, so to say. There's one that, that just really springs to mind whenever I, I heard you say, you know, how do we leverage the capabilities of Deloitte, this big beast? And the one that I was thinking about is one that we just completed. It's actually in the finance sector, and it was uh, the Digital Banking Maturity Assessment. It was global global it was all the countries it was uh, 10 banks per country we really analyzed and we used the teams per Deloitte per country to actually look at the localization on inside the banking and then have a look at how mature are those banks what's actually happening in there what user experience is being provided and then amalgamate that into a report a big global report that we can use and see what shape is this industry taking where is this future of this industry going and know, deeply know what's happening there and so that we can provide really great answers to our customers about what's actually happening in this space. Where is it going? And know that we have the data behind it because we actually leveraged the big beast to actually do this work. And I think that's a really special one that, that we've done recently because it's all about 
a user experience. It was all about digital capabilities. It was all about how mature banks were. Where are they in mobile? Where are they on the, the internet? And uh, what, what services are they providing? Really all those answers, we have that. And that is something no other agency can boast unless they are this size. Can I, can I add one thing on, on like leveraging the beast or... You're know, talking about beasts. Taming the beast. Just, yeah, taming Leveraging the beast. The beast. So, well, I think I think what, being it, what smart. I, what I being street smart. Maybe that's it. Besides, besides leveraging the beast, I think what what most excites me, right, is that we are often in a position where we actually kind of also challenge the beast in that sense. That uh, so, for example, we we did a project with the, with the police. I think uh, uh, two years ago, which was uh, about a voice bot, uh, where we really. Uh, the idea was, uh, the innovative idea was, okay, what if we could create a voice bot that actually can um, answer you in the level of language that you actually have, right? We have all kind of different people. Some people talk very well Dutch, but other people has like, for example, immigrants or uh, not native speakers. Yeah, uh, for example, people like Chris. <laughs> uh, they don't speak Dutch that well, <laughs> so they want to uh, get like simple answers. Shorts fired. Short sentences. It's often these kind of like ideas that we create together with the client, and then it's all like, okay, and then can we actually do this? And there, there is where the fun really starts, I think, because it's not, first of all, we have the capability in-house with Deloitte uh, to do these kind of things. And we have, for example, in this case, we really need to build an algorithm uh, uh, and, we, but we, and we have all the analytical capabilities actually to build this algorithm. But it was really like we, this has just never been done before, right? So we really needed to challenge actually the beast to, to, to create this. And that is what I like most to do about it. Also, I think that we as... CZD are there in the in the forefront, so to say. In the I, uh, I see a lot of uh, nodding hats, actually, the entire episode. So you seem to be agreeing on a lot of things. So I wonder, are there things you don't really <laughs> agree about together? If only you knew. <laughs> Especially about the, the vision of CZD, probably. I think the vision, not, right? I think the vision, I think I we're all... I don't know, but <laughs> how to get there? I think that's a daily thing. How do we get there? Yeah. Uh, yeah, how do we get there and uh, what does it mean on... What is the vision? I, I wrote this down. You uh, see that we're totally agreeing. <laughs> <laughs> just stop looking, Chris, and shut up. <laughs> Look, I, I think... Uh, um, what is the vision? Uh, like, a, f- a few years from now, I think we can grow even further in becoming a differentiated party in the market, bringing together these perspectives and being able to make tangible strategy and make that real, right? Innovative, tangible with the three elements we mentioned earlier. I think secondly, it's being this interesting group which draws people. People want to be part of this group, right? And I think that is a second part of of this group. And thirdly, it's around one of the success factors has been that we have sort of the scale to have the depth and the breadth that we need to really have different insights, so that's around scale. So I think that is, let's say, the vision. Yeah, what I hear is that uh, the, the fact that we are a diverse team makes us u- very unique. The fact that we are very big uh, gives us the opportunity to really leverage this, this knowledge, this broader knowledge that we have. Um, at the same time, I hear a lot of contradicting things. Uh, we want to be diverse, but we want to have one face. We want to be um, uh, rebellious, but we want to also... Uh, respect uh, all the the the, the forms etc 
So how are we going to achieve this? We are doing it, and that's why we are successful, but I'm really interested in how do we do it as Deloitte Digital? What, what are the things that makes us able to combine those two opposites, if you will? Like, what, what is it that makes the trick for us? How we do that is by inviting each other to the projects, by inviting each other to the party. We deliver on this promise of having the diversity and the complexity by actually involving people in, you know, in the projects that we do from all different angles. You know, we, we do put the developers and the designers and the strategists together on projects. We, we do that. We do that because we know the value that that can bring. Yeah, and, and I think that there are, in the end, there are a couple of underlying values that are very important that we try to drive also as a leadership, right? So, for example, respect for each other, creating a safe environment where everybody is able to speak up, where everybody feels heard, all that kind of like underlying values are very important to be able to create an environment where we can sometimes agree to disagree and have like the good conversation to find that middle ground. I think that that is, ver- that is very important. That is very also as, as leadership, we are, are really trying to take a s- an extra step up in the coming time to really create that, uh, that environment. Amazing. Uh, this feels ve- very inspiring, actually. And um, it, it, well, if I have to reflect on it, I think I can recognize it. But I have also at the same time my colleague Bart next to me. And uh, well, this is an open environment, right? So why not put the test, uh, put the pudding to the test? So I would like just to ask Bart, how, how do you feel about it? Do you recognize what they, what our leadership is saying? I know like it's, it's leadership, but you can, it's an f- open environment. So tell us. Cool, yeah. Um, watch, watch your words now. <laughs> oh, be gentle. gentle <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I do see the, the friendly environment uh, indeed that, you des- uh, that you're describing. Um, in a sense, I do miss a bit of the, the two worlds coming together, as in the, the, the developers and the designers coming together, the strategists. Um, I've been working here for six months now. And I think I've never really worked with a strategist so far in my project. Um, but yeah. So Mo, I was wondering, <laughs> as you are, have been working here for quite a while now, who, who, how do you see this? Um, yes, yeah, so I've been working now for over three and a half years, almost four years. And I do think like Deloitte is a larger organization. We just tapped into it. We describe it as a large beast. And I think you do need to kind of find your people find your network and uh, the moment you find it you can you get the freedom to involve the people that you think are needed there is no there is little restriction so to say and um, as as an open environment that allows for this this really allows also for this creative rebellious ideas to happen maybe, maybe to reflect for a second on what, what Bart says because I I totally recognize where you're coming from I think also there is I think that within the team so to say that uh, when we do the internal stuff there is already this, those logic connection between strategy and and, uh, and the more the design side uh, but i agree with the fact that we on projects we can do better and often our, our our clients just ask for a pure strategy project or they ask for a pure design project right um, and then we try to actually convince our client to go, yeah, but also maybe you should add some extra strategies to this design project or the other way around. But that's often still a struggle, right? So also our clients are not used to it. But it's too easy. I per- personally, I also feel, and then I'm also looking to myself and to the leadership in general, I think that also we as leadership are still maybe not capable enough 
to always sell those mixed projects. I agree. I fully agree. I'm, I'm even not sure it will completely go away. I think there's always a bias in your own experiences, however open-minded you are. So there will be some of that. But if we create a way where we can bring in someone who brings in a different perspective and see how that resonates, I think that, that should be the MO, right? That's what we uh, should do. So uh, I would love to uh, have this conversation in you know, two years, three years from now and see what your portfolio of work has been. And uh, I, I'm pretty confident that will be stuff because you will naturally uh, uh, gravitate to the stuff that you like and perhaps also the stuff that you want to grow. So I think there's, there's at least enough in the, in the portfolio, let's say. Yeah, yeah, I, w- I would love to. I'm, I'm not complaining, by the okay, way. Okay, it's, it's uh, good. No, no, I, I, I love uh, what I'm doing. If you're uh, complaining, it's also fine. I'm okay. <laughs> awesome. As long as you do it with respect and value and etc., everything is <laughs> always, always. You're allowed to complain. <laughs> an, an observation, like the benefit from the U.S. firm is that it's close to the global firm because it's just one floor up in New York, right? There's so many interesting deep pockets globally that we could leverage and uh, leverage much more of that. And I know often there's... They're sort of perhaps so big that it's almost incre- uh, impossible to chew, right? But uh, I think we can be better at seeing it, being part of it, and then seeing, okay, wh- what is this? Like, uh, I was part of this metaverse conversation uh, a few weeks ago. I was like, I don't have Where the depth. Where was my invite? Exactly. I, I, was, <laughs> I didn't what have the it? depth, so I should have invited you. Apologies. <laughs> I was actually going to say, like, off of what Chris was saying about the American uh, American team, it's true, though. When we watch what they're doing, they're actually leading indicators for, our, for us about what's coming next. Everything that happens in America happens first there, and then it kind of trails into Europe. So when you kind of watch what's, what kind of projects are working on, what kind of trends that we're seeing... Um, usually it happens there first and then it comes to us. So that's great great for us because it means we can plan a little bit further ahead. We can see what's coming for us. And so that, I think, helps us. And it's something, you know, by keeping the contact with that global organization. <coughs> I think there's one exception, by the way, and which I think is really interesting. If you also hear the, the U.S. story, like ESG and sustainability is substantially less ingrained in the work they do. True. And I think what we're doing right now in in the Netherlands around sustainability and honestly the talent and quality we're getting in right now is at the forefront of what we, where we are at Deloitte. I think this is an interesting time in that in that sense. I it's pr- probably still has to play out a bit. What is then our role and all of that? But I'm really happy to be part of that movement. I think it's an incredible play. Yeah, we are leading the sustainability conversation for sure. Yeah. Uh, um, in line with what you just said and also what Chrissy just said, can you ha- do you have any examples of where the U.S. is now at and where we see like, okay, this is what we should plan for or this is what we should be doing next uh, based on what we see happen in the U.S.? Well, from a technology point of view, there because of especially the West Coast, so on the San Francisco side, on the West Coast in California, we, we do see that, for example, the banks are able to um, incorporate a little bit more, a little bit different, let me put it that way. They're able to incorporate different kinds of technology into what their offering is. And the, I'll give you one example of that I worked on a couple of years ago, so pre-Deloitte, and that was actually, it was called um, Artist Bank. And that was actually a bank specialising in uh, the music industry. 
So how to actually monetize sales, how to actually help them get their revenues, how to help them uh, see what their downloads are doing. So incorporating both the finance side of the music industry and the music industry itself into one offering. And what does that actually look like? That's a completely different way of looking at finance. And that is something you start to see only now, as I was mentioning earlier, in Europe, when I said that we're looking at sector-specific parts of, uh, of finance, you know, and, and uh, you know, other banks focusing on things like mortgages or insurances. But we've seen it years ago in America first when they started to look at something as specific as just the music industry and banking together and helping artists actually make money. And that's really specific. And that was over in California. So to wrap it up, I have heard that we are, uh, well, what makes us unique is the fact that we are very diverse, we're really curious, and we embrace diversity and complexity. And we really leverage uh, our broader network, but also uh, can be rebellious and, and do things uh, slightly differently than how it should be. And that's what makes us also really successful. We have a lot uh, to uh, well learn and, and cover uh, for the coming years. Um, for example, also... Uh, scaling our capabilities, our functions, but also um, even more uh, learning from other uh, offerings, other companies, other firms, and bringing those insights and, and exchange of this knowledge, basically, uh, to really be a, a market leader, so to say. Uh, I would like to thank you all for coming here, and uh, I would love to have you in another episode on a, on a more specific topic where we really can dive into the nitty gritty of, the, of those topics. And I invite our audience to bring up uh, ideas or topics so we can discuss them with our leadership. Thank you all, Chrissy, Chris and Daniel for being here. We're welcome back. <laughs> and thank you for the opportunity. And, and don't forget, if you like us, thumbs up. <laughs> and click on the what is don't it? The subscribe. Subscribe. Like <laughs> subscribe. Yeah. And, and click on the subscribe button. <laughs>